And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Wednesday, November 2nd. And there's only two months left in the year. I cannot believe it. If you need to start thinking about your end of year planning, or if you just want to make sure that you start asking the questions you know need answers before the holiday season kicks into high gear, we'd love to talk to you. Go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, and let us know if you would be willing to come on the air. And if you're not and you're kind of a shy person, we do our email episodes. We want to make sure we're covering a lot of ground. So uh, we'll do email episodes. That's what we're going to do today. This first note is from Vivian, who says she wants to say that I have learned so much from you and Mark, and I enjoy your podcast immensely. Thanks, Vivian. Vivian says, I am a retired RN. I've been retired since 2013. My monthly pension is 4861. Wow. My net worth is $900,000. I own two properties. The one in New York is a rental property that pays the mortgage in full, but I do not expect to pay off. Balance is 460,000. I think she means that she um, her rental income pays for the mortgage payment. Okay. She says she pays a little bit of extra principal on it. And then there's a townhouse in South Carolina, and the balance of the mortgage is $90,000. I pay extra on principal. I hope to pay this off in two to three years. My sister lives in it, and she pays the mortgage. Hmm. My monthly income is $9,700. Oh, my God. I have an emergency fund of $20,000 and still saving more. I also have long-term care insurance, and I have a trust and all the necessary documents. I have also have IRAs and annuities that total about $385,000. The subject of this is how am I doing financially? Vivian, you're kicking ass. That's how you're doing. You are doing beautifully. There is, I mean, I, you don't even have, it's fine that you're going to pay off the mortgage on your townhouse. You don't have to, but it's amazing. I'm thrilled for you because this is a wonderful story. 
It's so great when you have these monthly pension amounts. It really is. Oh, it's amazing to have that base. So keep doing what you're doing. Nikki writes, what happens to someone's 401k plan after they die? Here's the message. My father died about three years ago, and I am a stay-at-home mother of 13 years. So I have some questions about life insurance benefits and 401k. What if you knew your father had a life insurance policy, but had no idea who it was insured through? Hmm. Okay. After you die, a 401k plan, like an IRA or a 403b, will pass to a beneficiary. It will be identified in the document. So your father could not have a 401k plan without naming a beneficiary. I don't know um, if you didn't receive it or you did receive it, but basically it gets distributed. Someone has to distribute it and they usually will contact you. And same goes for a life insurance policy. I, I guess if you don't know where the policy is, that's a whole different question. But the the 401k should be distributed based on whoever the beneficiary is. Usually when you name a beneficiary, you have to say the relationship, you usually would be notified. But I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you, did, you didn't get notified or maybe you weren't the beneficiary. I don't know. It's very strange. I want to hear more from you. Follow up with me, Nikki. Susie Anonymous And uh, here's the subject. You ready for this, gang? Are we making a ruinous financial decision? Okay. Hi, Jill and Mark. I love listening to both shows. Oh, parenthetically, if you're not listening to the Eye on Money show, you don't get to hear as much of, um, of Mark. Mark joins me on the Eye on Money podcast, so you should check that out. Okay. So Susie Anonymous says, I look forward to my commuting days because that's when I binge on Jill and Mark with the, with the volume turned all the way up. <laughs> this is so funny. Okay. I'm emailing because I suspect my partner and I are about to make a ruinous financial decision by purchasing a second home slash investment property. Hmm. Okay. We're 44 and 40. We got started on our careers late. We have um, new to us income. So we've been playing catch up. We've been paying off student loans, finally starting to save for retirement and college for our two kids. Kids are elementary and preschool. Okay. Here's the question. We want to build a home where we'll ultimately retire outside of the U.S., but we will need to borrow about a half a million dollars to build on this property. We own the land outright for a hundred grand. We will use the property for about six weeks each year and do short-term rentals for the remainder of the year. Based on my limited research, we think the yearly expenses could be easily covered by the short-term rentals. Realistically, I'm thinking we would want to relocate to this property permanently in about 15 years. Here come the numbers. Income, combined base, 390000 plus cash bonus of 80000 Yearly stock compensation, eighty to 100000 Total in retirement, 350000 Company stock combined, 150000 Cash, 100000 Kids 529s basically empty right now. We owe just under a million dollars on our home, which is worth about $1.6 million. The loan they have is 2.875% 30-year fixed. We don't have any other debt outside of our primary home mortgage, but our monthly expenses are fairly high. Daycare, mortgage, too much post-pandemic travel. We have about $3,000 left over every month and can finance the full amount needed for the build without dipping into savings. What do you think? 
<laughs> Susie Anonymous, I'm going to be a dream crusher. I don't know if this is a ruinous financial decision. I think this is quite a big decision to make at this moment in your lives. First of all, if you're going to be retiring to this property in 15 years, you have plenty of time. And that means that the current focus needs to be on shoring up your savings and your investing and your retirement and your 529 plans. I'm not sure what the compulsion is to get going and do this now. You know, what's the point of, you know, borrowing a half a million dollars? Where are you, where are you borrowing the money? What's the rate? I don't know, Susie. Before I, before I bless this mess, I need a lot more information. Also, are there like some rich relatives? Are you going to inherit some money? Dream crusher, Jill. Melissa writes, I had paid off the last $30,000 of my student loans in 2020 and 2021 during the pause. I do qualify for the student loan forgiveness of $10,000 for my loan. So I called my loan provider and they will refund me the last 10 grand so I can apply to get it forgiven and keep it. That's so awesome. I realize now that when I filed my taxes both years, I got a deduction for paying the student loan interest. How do I pay the IRS? Will I have to? I don't know. Um, if you get the reef, first of all, I would do this. Absolutely. I think that you're, there's probably going to be a lot more people like you who are in this boat. So I think there'll probably be some guidance from the IRS eventually. There isn't actually that much guidance on the student loan stuff yet. And remember, there's still a court challenge to this. So, you know, it's not a done deal, but I would go ahead and get the refund and let's go for the forgiveness and then we'll see where the IRS lands. And when we find out about that, I will absolutely let you know. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> This is a question from Albert, RMD for 2022. Do you have any information or ideas on the possible cancellation of required minimum distributions for 2022? I'm 88. Albert, you're out of luck. There's not going to be a cancellation of the required minimum distributions. I hope you enjoyed your, <laughs> your last couple of years. Uh, this is Jerry who says, we have a simple estate, a house, furnishings, car, modest bank accounts, modest stock investments. I am my wife's beneficiary. She is mine. May we both be the beneficiary and executor for each other. Yes. Is there a short instruction booklet step-by-step -step for what the executor must do? Uh, Jerry, this is a great book, I'm sure, but uh, one does not exist. But generally speaking, here's what the executor has to do. You really, once the person dies, you probably do need to contact an attorney and there are steps for what each state requires the, either the trustee or the executor to do. And it's really, it, it's not hard. It's a pain in the neck. You know what I mean by that? Meaning that like, there's not, um, it's, it's not like a, oh, heavy duty math thing. It's really about the fact that you need to be a very detail-oriented, administrative kind of human being. And that's what it requires, but not more than that. So um, if you have more questions, of course, you can give me a shout. I'll happily walk you through it since I'm just in the middle of managing the estate of my mother-in-law. And it really is. It's just like, it's just such a pain in the neck. It's like, oh, who's got the letters testamentary from my father-in-law's death? And, you know, it's like locating papers. And, and that's really what it is. It's pretty easy, though. Okay, 
don't be afraid. All right, that's it. That's the program. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget on the website, jillonmoney.com, you can sign up for the free weekly newsletter. You can subscribe to our sister broadcast. It's called Eye on Money and check out all the great content that lives there. Also, don't forget, you can pre-order the book. It's called The Great Money Reset. Everyone who pre-orders the book will be invited to a special event with us. Won't that be fun? I think it will be. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. And don't forget, leave us a rating and review on Apple. Grit, growth, grace. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.